Hey everyone, Joe here talking about the Beach Boys yet again. I wanted to continue talking a little bit about Dennis Wilson. Um, last episode I talked about the excellent documentary about him that I watched and I received a little message from the maker of that documentary, John Stebbins, and I just wanted to read you a little passage of something he wrote because he described very beautifully what they were trying to do with the film. This is what he wrote. I believe the extra element that you speak of comes from a spiritual place. We tried to use Dennis's L.A. as its own character, and when we did, it was magical. The palm tree swayed perfectly, the plane rose in the sky gently over Hawthorne, the waves rolled, the sand blew, the sun and sea air were just spectacular, the light dappled Bellagio, and the rows of cars marched along the freeway lanes. It just all felt so Dennis. When we went to edit it, it's like he'd given us his L.A. to work with. Putting his music on top of it really took it to an indescribable place. We got chills and tears. And I know from hearing your podcast that you found that spiritual place, too. That's what John wrote. Thank you, John. And I was figuring since there's this talk about the film that is supposed to come out supposed to be produced pretty soon, I believe, that will star Aaron Eckhart as Dennis Wilson. Um, I took to watch another film that focused on Dennis, and uh, you might guess what that is. It's uh, Summer Dreams, the unintentionally hilarious made-for-TV film about the Beach Boys, but mainly focusing on Dennis. And I actually rewatched that. I have not watched it since I was a kid, and I did. And it was actually not as bad as I feared. So some things are just laugh out loud funny, and again, that's not intentional from the filmmaker's point of view. But actually, some elements were pretty good. And Bruce Greenwood played Dennis in this, uh, I believe it was from 91... Um, that's when it was made, I believe, and uh, he did an excellent job. I think he's a wonderful actor, and you could tell that he had really worked with the character in terms of his voice changing, and you know the way that he, towards the end of, of uh, Dennis, towards the end of his life, uh, his voice was so raspy and everything. And it, um, Bruce Greenwood, um, he did that sort of by and by in the film. He had worked with that, and he had worked with the body language, trying to copy that, and. He really had that kind of Dennis-like charm, and I think he played a good part in the whole family dynamics, and I really think he did a good job as an actor, but um, the way that the story is told in this film, Summer Dreams, is um, kind of ridiculous. And as you probably know, it is based on the Heroes and Villains book that was released about the Beach Boys, which seems to be focused mainly on sort of sensationalistic aspects of the Beach Boys history, as you might expect for a made-for-television movie. But in this film, they chose to focus on Dennis, and yet they made it out like he had absolutely no musical ability or ambition, and that he was pretty much only about picking up women and drinking. And um, they portray that he kept ruining Brian's uh, detox attempts. And I don't know about that. I was not there. I'm not an expert on the Beach Boys history, and I don't claim to be. 
But um, I just think that it, it seems like Dennis really understood that Brian's problems were very serious and that he genuinely cared about his brother. And he has said a, a bunch of times, Dennis has, that he you know, went to Brian's house and tried to help him out in various times and worried about him, was scared for him and everything. So it just seems unlikely that he kept trying to drag him down with cocaine and everything. Uh, but that's the way it's portrayed in this film anyway. Um, and I have listened to the uh, cocaine sessions. I'll be talking about those in another episode, I think. But uh, that's Brian and Dennis uh, <laughs> with uh, playing the organ and singing and, um, uh, of course, a bootleg <laughs> bootleg uh, release, as you may imagine from the title, Cocaine Sessions. But um, that is portrayed in this film as well. Um, and... Um, Another aspect that was quite good in this film was uh, Murray. Uh, the actor was good, and the Brian-Murray relationship actually had a little bit of spark to it, the way that they portrayed it. I think that there was something there. You know, you could really feel how damaging it was to Brian. And um, the actor who played Brian, Greg Keane, I thought he was good in the, in the early years as a young Brian, kind of shy, ambitious with his music, trouble with his dad, that kind of thing. But then, you know, around Pet Sounds era, it just turns absolutely ridiculous. And that was really just laughing. I was really laughing at all those ridiculous scenes with Brian acting all like, uh, you know, all of a sudden he's like all hippie-ish. And he just seems, it was just absolutely ridiculous. So that was unbearable, I thought, because Brian is not a joke. You know, he had his problems, he has his problems. But I just don't think that he's ever been a joke you know he was suffering for a period but that's not funny <laughs> and uh the way that they portrayed him with his you know fat suit lying in bed and everything was really really awful um another thing that was quite funny in this film is when around the pet sounds time brian plays mike some of his you know dogs barking on pet sounds and mike says in this film okay the times are changing we will have to change with them end quote yeah that pretty much sums up mike's attitude at the time does it uh so that was pretty funny too i don't know what misunderstanding was um at the base of that line being written and um let's see they did have some details oh, that were quite good like dennis walking barefoot around um towards the end um the last years of his life and he's drinking a lot and apparently he did that in real life. And um, there they have this thing where they throw in titles of songs in the dialogue, which I don't particularly like, but at least they had some ambition with the writing. So Dennis, as a young guy, will say something like, well, I get around, and that turns into a song. <laughs> you know, it's a little bit, uh, I think they did that in Mamma Mia or something, where they just, you know, they throw in, and then that's the title of the song. and. I don't know, I'm not too crazy about that, but at least they try to do something with it. And uh, I quite like the actor who plays Carl. He's not um, terribly like Carl, physical appearance or otherwise, but he does uh, try to mimic Carl's body language, I notice, especially on stage, playing on stage. He does a pretty good job of that. And uh, another detail that they sort of try to get right in this film is then you know they're in the studio there's a scene in the studio where they're doing the vocals for god only knows and they kind of got it right it's only bruce uh carl and and uh brian doing the vocals 
um, except of course I guess Carl wasn't there when they're doing the tag, but you know, they kind of got things like that right and then got some other major things completely wrong. So that's pretty strange, I think, because it just seems like if you're the writer or the maker of such a film, either you care or you don't, but here it's just random what they got right and what they got wrong, what they chose to focus on. And then there's the question of makeup and beards. So, yeah. So especially Carl's beard <laughs> is ridiculous in the last scenes. I mean, they all look fake, you know, and I, I get it. It must be really difficult if you look at the Beach Boys history, the 70s, and, you know, they had beards, they didn't have, some of them did, and, you know, it's pretty difficult to do that in a, in a good way, but it still looked so fake and just, it was so bad. And towards the end of that last scene when they were on the stage, uh, it seems like they, you know, the makeup department or whoever it is, gave the character of Carl the Charles Manson get-up or something. His beard was all, what? What happened? It didn't look like that before. And uh, the other guys, Mike and Al, you know, they had sort of been trying to age those characters throughout the years, giving them beards, changing their hair and stuff. But then towards the, the last scene, when they didn't have beards anymore, they looked exactly the way that they did when they were supposed to be, you know, 19 or 20 years old. So that was kind of strange. It was just a mess. And uh, I don't know what happened there, but that kind of thing really ruins the, I mean, it wasn't the worst problem with this film, but it was, it just gives it that kind of ridiculous element that makes it impossible to take any of it seriously, pretty much. Um, yeah, like I mentioned, it's, it's actually, I think it actually has something, this film, in terms of portraying the problems with Murray and Brian in the early days. And I think there's kind of a nice shift where in the beginning, Murray tries, you know, talking up the band and his sons to record label people and that kind of thing, and telling them, you know, you should, they're really good, and, and you should give them a, a signed contract and everything. But then when the, you know, producer or engineer and whoever tries, actually starts saying that, well, Brian is extremely talented and that kind of thing, you can see that shift in Murray where he goes from, you know, trying to support them and push them forward to being envious or whatever was going on, and and then have that envy turn him against Ryan, and he just like can't work those dynamics out for himself, whether he should be supportive, um, and want if whether he wants them to be successful, if he can have a part of that, or if he wants to try to just ruin it for them. And um, I think that's a really awful, sad uh, part of human nature, unfortunately. And that's portrayed um, okay in this film, I should say. At least there's something that has some meat on it. So that would be the Brian-Murray relationship. But um, if you've seen this film, Summer Dreams, let me know what you thought about it. Was it ridiculous? Was it good? What did you think? Um, go to thebeachboyspodcast.podme.com if you didn't find this podcast there, if you found it on iTunes. And you can leave a comment there or email beachboyspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Bye for now.